0: Live Bar. on the Freak Radio Network. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by
1: General Tire.
0: It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. Right with Kenny Sargent.
2: Aging Dr. Douchebag.
0: Crash Gladys. Get
2: in Crash Position. And Statman. Don't overdrive
0: the car. Here's the freak. Tormental Street.
3: Imagine rolling into a fun Ford weekend for the NASCAR Cup Finals and not having a Ford to run in the Finals. Oh. I care of today, I'm sure Statman's going to come up with his own conspiracy theory that Kevin Harvick in that Ford is now going to be one of the, the dudes moving on after Phoenix to Homestead in a Ford. Just Statman. start the
4: music. Just start the music. Seriously, Statman, hold on a second. Let Kenny start the music because that is a good point. Kevin has never won in 30 some odd starts at Texas Motor Speedway until today. So Stat- go ahead, conspiracy theorists. Statman? First.
5: Well, yeah. I mean, what else would it be? At Texas Motor Speedway, he's never won. You got to have a Ford in there some kind of way. He even got out of the car and praised people. I mean, that
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: How un-Kevin Harvick can you be?
3: <laughs> wow. Freak Nation, how you doing? It's Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. We'll keep a little conspiracy theorist music underneath it with some X Files. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, thank you guys for hanging out two hours tonight and happy. Okay, are we in Daylight Savings Time or did we come I out of it? Don't what the hell are we?
4: I, whatever. We fell back.
3: Okay, okay we, we're out of Daylight Savings Time. Got it. Well, happy out of Daylight Savings Time there, Freak Nation. Coming up with the show. Robert Haidt, NHRA Funny Car Points leader, going into Pomona next weekend. Your final's in Pomona. He's going to join us right in about eight minutes or so. Uh, Rick Allen and Mike DeClark. You probably, all right, you don't know those two dudes unless you follow the Lucas Old Drag Boat Racing Series. They are in the Lucas, again, Lucas Old Drag Boat Racing Series. They're in the top alcohol hydro class.
4: So, yeah, fast.
3: Yeah, we're talking... Uh, 200 miles an hour in a boat in 1,000 feet. Those guys partnered up and won a championship uh, this afternoon in the Lucas Oil Drag Boat Races Series. Partnered? Yeah. In other words, Rick Allen, former champion, got into Mike DeClark's boats, allegedly, and won the championship for Mike DeClark.
4: Well, he didn't allegedly. He got in the cockpit.
3: I said that because when you wreck a boat, when you wreck a car, it's still the same damn name of that car, or the boat. You know, it's like you, you, you. Mike DeClark wrecked his boat at San Angelo. There's, it's not on the water at all. Midseason. Yeah, but Leading it's still. The points. Yeah, but. <laughs> and again, it, motorsports has a funny way. You can, you can carry the points for that driver. Uh, not in all series, but a lot of the series, you can carry the points for that driver as long as it's the same car. It's never the same car, man. There's. Like, NASCAR, you're switching out cars. IndyCar, you're switching out cars. It's
4: Yeah, it's been rebuilt.
3: Yeah, it's not, regardless, those dudes will be in the studio uh, here in the second hour. A, a, a funny tandem. Mike DeClark is an incredible S talker. Uh, we'll admit that he was taking roids in high school and in college to play a little bit of football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he'll be here uh, coming up in the second hour.
2: Well,
3: also, okay,
4: hold on, though, real yeah. quick. Because after you said that, one thing about Mike DeClark, because I have worked the Lucas Oil drag boat series a little bit. And one thing about him is he's not afraid to talk about his past, which kind of endears you to him. He's like, oh, yeah, I did this. I made these mistakes, but I've learned from him and I've moved on. He's so much of a different person now, but still has the same personality that I would assume he had back in high school and college. I mean, he's like the lovable jock. That, okay, so maybe there was roids involved. Maybe some other stuff. But now he's pretty much a clean life. I don't even think he drinks now, does he? I, we'll ask him when okay. he
3: comes in here, okay. damn it. Uh, also coming up in the Freak Nation, Brian Sperber, who is the president of Phoenix Raceway, which we've got coming up next weekend. Some major changes to the track have already started happening, and it will be finished by November of 2018. Uh, he's pretty excited to have, of course, the second to the last race coming to his track which next means- weekend.
4: You just said second-to-last race coming to the track. Aren't they kind of in line to get the finale in a few years because of all these upgrades?
3: A lot of talk about that. A lot of talk that it may end up at Phoenix. We'll ask him eventually down the line. I would
4: like that. Mm -hmm. The Homestead finale, it's just kind of been – the last couple of years have been more exciting than the years prior, but I would like a freshen up. Statman, would you like something different, or do you want it to stay at Homestead?
5: I don't care where it goes as long as they get some road racing into the thing. And that's supposed Uh to happen a little bit, a little point and squirt stuff at Charlotte uh, next year. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, what what do you want me to say? Something nice about NASCAR and ruin my image?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Point Point and squirt. squirt. That is greatness. I would have no problem them rotating. That could be pretty bitching. love that. Change it up. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Freak Nation, we got to re-identify with a few of the affiliates that come in at the top of six minutes after the top of the hour. Be right back here.
0: Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined the Freaks.
3: Welcoming in our... Second round of affiliates to Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, Race Talk Radio, Sirius XM, and all those affiliates joining us here in the Freak Nation. Going on 18 years now. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Coming up, Robert Height, NHRA Funny Car Points Leader, going into the finals next weekend in Pomona. Plenty of conversation. Kevin Harvick being the only Ford in the first Ford into the finals in Homestead for your Ford-friendly weekend. Brian Sperber, general manager of Phoenix Raceway, will be joining us. Also, Mike DeClark and Rick Allen, Lucas Oil Drag Boat Series champions, and one of them broke his back about three months ago. (laughs) But first, your Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. You go to ContinentalTire.com to find the tire for your minivan, your sports car, your sedan, ContinentalTire.com.
4: We've been talking about NASCAR. Johnny Sauter taking the win in Texas Friday night for the Truck Series. Eric Jones sweeping Texas in 2017 by winning the Xfinity race on Saturday. And today, Sunday, Kevin Harvick passed Martin Truex Jr. with 10 to go to solidify not only the Monster Energy Cup win, but also a solid spot in NASCAR's Final Four in Miami in just two weeks. So it's Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, and Martin Truex Jr. who are all guaranteed to race for the title. Driver number four will be decided this coming weekend at Phoenix Raceway. World of Outlaws wrapped up their season in Charlotte. David Gravel with the race win, but it was Donnie Schatz taking his ninth World of Outlaws title. Dude is set on going after Kinzer's title mark. I mean, only ten more titles to go, you know. So, yeah, and some other news, there was an F1 engine meeting this week, and with the Liberty Group, of course, that's the new majority owners of F1. After all was said and done, not many engine manufacturers were happy at all. Ferrari went as far to say they will threaten to pull out of the series altogether. Yeah, we're going to stay on top of that potential bombshell. Speaking of F1, Felipe Massa announced that he will retire again from F1. And on that note, you're going to hear more in Statman's Scat, but champion driver Matt Kenseth has decided to move on from NASCAR for now. Shortly after that non-shocking announcement, racing Twitter went ablaze with how they are upset that IndyCar legend Elio Castroneves and NASCAR champ Matt Kenseth are being forced to leave the sport, not on their own terms. Thoughts, Freak Nation? Thoughts? We're going to discuss that later.
3: Three and a half minutes. John Force's own... Robert Height. We'll be joining us in moments.
4: Speed Freaks,
0: Motorsports
3: Radio, redefined.
4: Hey, cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to catspotlitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic Catspot Litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long-lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs 5 pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello? Look, unlike old, dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your Cat Spot Litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it. It contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life. Now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you, and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor-eliminating, and just 15 bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com.
6: So you're driving something big or small that demands synthetic oils? Then you need to add Lucas Pure Synthetic Oil Stabilizer with each oil change. Which won't be that often, as Lucas' special formula increases oil life up to 50% longer, all while reducing heat and wear in your car or truck's engine. You'll find increased power and fuel economy as well. If it spins, heats, shifts, or turns, you need Lucas Pure
7: Synthetic Oil
6: Stabilizer.
7: Welcome to beautiful Phoenix Raceway. We're just moments from the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series semifinal. But all eyes are on one man, the people's champion, Dale Earnhardt Jr. The semifinal. Wait, the farewell. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Up, the Can-Am 500, November 10th through the 12th. Guarantee your seats now at phoenixraceway.com.
3: The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance summer tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks.
1: You're listening to Speed
0: Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
3: This segment brought to you by our friends at Phoenix Raceway and phoenixraceway.com. Y'all come on out from the East Coast. There's still a few tickets left. You go to raceway, excuse me, phoenixraceway.com for the Can-Am 500, second to the last race before Homestead. Brad Kozlowski, really up to him. I mean, I, I, yes. Him, Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, <clears throat> excuse Ryan, me, Ryan Blaney. Blaney. It's all up to those guys. Uh, it's in their hands. But if you if one person that can control all of it, Is Brad Kozlowski. And funny that you're playing the Bon Jovi. I read today where word is that, imagine this, Donald Trump played a part in Bon Jovi not purchasing the Buffalo Bills in 2014. (laughs) Spreading lies, (laughs) propaganda, fake news. Bon
4: Jovi was on fake news?
3: No, 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 no. no, That Donald Trump was spreading fake news in 2014 that Bon Jovi wanted to move the team to canada oh
4: my god so it scared the hell out of trump and fake news you don't say say. hey his
3: name is robert height and it's not fake news that this dude is your points leader going into the finale in pomona nhra funny car points leader and height do you find yourself maybe shopping or during the dentist where you catch yourself thinking holy smokes man i'm the points leader and i've got the finals coming up this weekend or are you able to compartmentalize and not think about it from, you know, 2 or two 4 hours during the day.
8: <laughs> Pretty hard not to think about, that's for sure.
3: Do you like the fact that you can control your own destiny or would you <laughs> That's kind of a rhetorical question.
8: Yeah, that's uh anybody that would say they would they would rather be chasing um, <laughs> is crazy. You know, uh yeah, we we've got the points lead and if we go round for round with caps uh we're the champs, so we do control our own destiny. And, you know, it's kind of like any other race here lately that, you know, we've been to more than, li- <coughs> excuse me, I got a cold. More than likely when we lose, we beat ourselves. It's not we're getting outrun or, or outraced. We just beat ourselves. So we've got to uh, make, make sure that doesn't happen. And, uh, you know, looks, it looks pretty good.
4: Okay, you say, Robert Height. you say you go round around round with Rob, Ron Caps, and you will pretty much seal the deal. But where is your safe place if you don't go round around? round Because Pomona is a points-and-a-half event, which is different than anything the entire season. So how many rounds difference between you two will do you have to still feel safe and be the champion?
8: Well, right now it's only one round that um, we have, but it's 15 points. So now normally a round is 20 points. And at Pomona, it's 30. So, But all the qualifying points are points and a half, too. So what our goal is right now is going in there is to go in there and swing for the fence every run in qualifying and try to stretch that 15 to 31 points. Get another 16 in qualifying, if possible. And it is possible if we do everything right. And then he's got to go two rounds further than me on Sunday.
4: Hmm. All right. So, I mean, okay. Still, though, easier said than done, right? What's that? Easier said than done, though, for you, well, right? Especially doubt, you gotta if you've got to have a you, game plan. you got to have a game plan, right. But, dude, you're going into this with a cold?
8: No, I'm all right. Actually, I've had a cold. I've had it for the last couple races, and it's it's getting better, believe it or not. It doesn't, I don't sound very good, but it is getting better. Um,
4: no, no, no. I'm not you saying know, you don't sound good. You sound fine, but seriously, okay. Now, now it's a whole different question. You've had it the last couple of races. I can't function on a cold. So you are driving a car 320, 330 miles an hour with a cold. How does that not rack your brain cells?
8: I don't know. It's been, it's working pretty good. Um, I haven't uh, like when I'm at the races. I don't take any any medicine or anything because that all that screws with your reflexes. So. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, you know, we've done this before this year. You know, if you look back to Seattle and Dallas, um, we went in there, number one qualifier, got just about every point you can get in qualifying. If we do the same thing at Pomona. We'll stretch this thing to a two-round lead, and that's, that's what we're shooting for. Robert Hyde is the
5: NHRA Funny Car Points leader. Robert, you mentioned something pretty interesting there that you're going to go as hard as you can in the qualifying to try to get some extra points. But I would think that if you have to be so straight-laced and have to beat him that you wouldn't be trying to try anything new, that you're going to stick with what's tried and true and what's got you to be the points
8: leader. Are you that's through the, testing? That's a, fa- that's a fact. Um, but basically what's got us here is – is is being quicker and faster than everybody else. I mean, we've set records, et speed. Um, we do have the quickest car out there right now. Uh, when we don't screw up, when we do everything right, we're we're ahead of everybody else. So that is a good feeling. You look at the long-range forecast. Uh, Pomona is going to be it's going to be fast. Low 70s. Um, you could see new records out there.
5: So tell me what you're going to do to kind of unwind and g- go into the weekend with uh, some calmness besides blow your nose.
8: <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, well, I mean, no, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be nerve-wracking. It's um, all I can think about now. So as it gets closer, I'm sure it's, gonna, it's even going to take over more. But when you get in that car – and they start that baby up it you have a you have a you know a tendency to focus you know because this is a machine a serious machine you're sitting behind and uh you just got to do your job
4: now robert Hyde, your teammate Brittany force is also vying for the title over on the top fuel side mm-hmm. Do you guys talk to each other about strategies or about how to help each other on this finale weekend coming up at Pomona? Or is that a superstition that you guys don't want to jinx each other? What's the dynamic between you two going into this last weekend?
8: Well, actually, Brittany's, um she does things a little different. So, um, you know, if she asks me any questions, I'd be glad to help her if I can. Uh, she also has her dad. And uh, I usually don't offer anything um unless she asks
4: interesting now i know you say she does some things different we have had her tell us before she's very superstitious are you robert
8: no i'm not not (laughs) at all
4: so you can get in the car from either side you can put on either glove at either time nothing affects you
8: nope nope (laughs) i mean i do have a routine that i try to try to live by but at the same time things don't always work out you know um, sometimes you get behind and you're in a hurry, so you've just got to be able to take whatever's thrown at you and you know deal with it the best you can.
3: Robert Height NHRA Funny Car Points Leader, going into the finals next weekend in Pomona. We've been doing this almost 18 years, and I don't think I've ever asked a Funny Car, Tapio, or Drag Racer this question. Has there ever been a time when the lights, you, you stage the car, and just before the lights go yellow or green you've had to sneeze burp <laughs> fart something that was dis- that distracted you at the line that caused you to basically hiccup there at the line come on hide be honest bro no what? no
8: i have looked away i looked away one time um and i don't know what what how or what i was looking at something got my attention you know it could have been a flash from a camera i don 't know, and I was an hour late, so that that has happened, but you know honestly, what 's funny is, like I told you i've had this cold, so in in um, Las Vegas, I had the helmet on and I kept sneezing, and I kept sneezing i 'm thinking, what happens if I have to sneeze, okay, when it 's time to go I mean that's not going to be any good, but luckily, I timed it all
3: right.
4: Kenny, if he has to sneeze in Pomona, it is your fault. <laughs> If you exactly. screw up his championship. Yeah, Robert Hyde, don't forget this <laughs> this interview right here.
3: Well, Heights, again, Heights has been coming to the Freak Nation for a long, long time, so he knows we ask those little freakish-ass questions. My other one Good was, stuff. have you have you ever had diarrhea in the car <laughs> to where you were afraid of just dropping, you know, some no. some brown in your no. fire suit because it was just no. so loose? That's
4: Tony Stewart and Tony Stewart only. Why'd you stop that? And- <laughs> <laughs> no,
8: nope, I can't say that I have.
3: Well, yeah, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> some personal <laughs>
4: issues <laughs> kenny are you sick
3: yeah. no i'm not sick I, and i and, and and again robert height going into to pomona where you you and of course john force racing had a lot of success a lot of times drivers will have appearances with drivers that they run against and curious if you're having appearances in southern california with any other drivers that you're running against to where you guys might be able to talk a little bit of smack with each other
8: well, um yeah, there's going to be some some times you know we for sure are doing the press conference on Thursday, caps and I and um, but you know what? he's a pretty good dude, and uh you know he's uh won a lot of races this year they' they're in this position because they're good, you know he's a reigning champ, and you know i just I don't think smack, me talking smack is gonna is going to help me out any. The way I look at it, it can only make you look stupid if you fail. So, you know, just uh, focus focus on business here. And Caps is a pretty good guy, so I really don't have any trouble with him at all.
5: Robert Height, let's back up a minute to the uh, issues of something that gets in your head. I had a driver once had a song, a carpenter's song of all things, <laughs> get in his head so bad that he couldn't get it out, and he had to come into the pits and get out of the car. Has something like that ever happened to you where you, you're sitting in line, you had an oil down, and you, your mind starts to wander, and all of a sudden you get some craziness song in your head, and you got to do something to get rid of it?
8: No, no, no. We used to all be on the same radio state, radio channel. So I had to listen to John and his crew chief, and there were times where, I mean, I there were times – when I was staging, and Austin Coyle was oblivious to what was going on—that I was actually out there running—and he'd be talking to John or to Bernie Federley and it was—it just drove me absolutely nuts. I screamed at him one time. I'm like, you know, you guys need to shut the f up when other people are running, okay? This is ridiculous. And so finally, after that, I'm like, we got to have separate frequencies, separate channel.
3: So. That's the
4: kind of stuff that I've had to deal with. That's wow. Brutal. That is brutal. Uh, or was.
3: Freak Nation, Robert Height, NHRA Funny Car Points Leader, going in to Pomona this weekend, uh, joining us at Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas Hole Studios. Man, it, just, it, it would not suck if we we're doing this again next Sunday night, buddy. No, it's going to be cool. Um, I mean, the way
8: Caps and I have been running, uh, you know, it's very, very possible that it could come down to the last run of the year. Uh, we raced. We raced in um, Dallas for the final. I got him. Uh, we've been in some finals this year, and uh, it, it could come right down to the wire. But like I said before, if we can actually stretch this thing to two rounds, then if we get to the final, it's over.
3: Hi, right, good luck, buddy. All right, guys, you going to be out there? Uh, we will not. We've got a NASCAR race in Phoenix. Statman, Statman, just, be out there, Statman yeah. may be up there changing the tires with you, buddy. Okay, have them come over. Uh how'd the how'd the boat race go this weekend? It's awesome. Fantastic, cool. man. We got we've got uh, a couple of drivers coming in here to talk a little trash and and then these these dudes will tell me if they farted in their fire suit at the start.
8: Yeah. They'll they'll lay it out there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Robert. Thanks guys for having me. You got it. Robert Height, joining Speed Freaks. Lucas Oil oh, Studios.
9: Only no, a Kenny question.
3: Freak Nation, it's up to Jimmy Johnson. Fifty one points out. Next, Speed Freak Spiss, Lucas Hall Studios.
10: Good evening, my fellow citizens.
5: Matt Kenseth and I don't know each other, but the one thing I remember most about Kenseth is the respect he gave me and the sport he honored and once dominated. Matt stood tall this week when he announced he'd be trying something else when this 2017 season is over. He stopped short, though, of using the word retirement. Matthew Roy Kenseth would stay in NASCAR if he could get a competitive ride, one that's worthy of the skills he hammered into a championship in 2003. But that ride hasn't appeared on the horizon yet, so Matt is walking away with his head held high in addition to his championship matt's won 38 races including two daytona 500s he could help some of these youngsters coming online now that kind of resume though calls for costs and paychecks that team owners don't appear ready to offer the winning seats and there aren't many in nascar just aren't coming forward Kenseth is man enough to say goodbye many in that sport don't have the guts to race against matt or do what he did this week peace
3: This freaking segment brought to you by our friends at CatSpot. CatSpotLitter.com. 100% organic cat litter delivered to your door monthly for 15 bucks a month. Stop throwing your cat litter, your clay cat litter into the... Is it green trash can crashing? Green really? or blue? Okay, blue trash can for us is recycled. Green trash can is... Yeah, everybody's
4: is, different, though.
3: Okay. Uh, it's <laughs> just stop polluting the earth. Stop throwing clay, clay, clay cat litter into... Uh, landfills. When you're done with your cat spot litter, you dump it in your lawn, your potted plants. Catspotlitter.com. Statman, good scat. That's a good point about Matt Kenseth. And he's not grumbling about it, not mm-hmm. making a whole lot of noise about it. But Fans are. Uh, yeah, they are, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But uh, just Matt Kenseth has never been an S starter. Uh, when he was, it was a surprise to many of us, but I think it's a good call that with Matt Kenseth stepping away, maybe dude's just ready to walk into sunsets that.
5: Yeah. And I read a story on racer.com that he, had, that he told NBC a bunch of interesting things, including he's not going to say I'm retired. He said, he's not like, and this is what got me. He said, he's not like junior where he could retire and he's got sponsors for him and he's got money you know waiting for him in retirement. But Kenseth doesn't have that. He's one of the drivers that has to, you know, to hustle and and scrape, and that's one of the reasons why he's stepping away. Is that, let's say, he's got a ten dollar budget, and nobody wants to offer him more than six or seven dollars to drive the car. So, it probably is worth it for him to look and look and see what else is out there, from sports cars to broadcasting to whatever else he wants to do. Go cut grass if that's what he wants to do.
3: Which also leads me to (laughs) Crasher's point. Fans are upset that the series or their teams are forcing them out or pushing them out. I don't see it as them pushing them out, Crash.
4: I don't necessarily either. It just kind of comes with the territory. Of course, we're talking about Elio Castroneves in IndyCar and Matt Kenseth in NASCAR. Both of them pretty much at the time that they probably should be at least considering retirement. It's, there's younger drivers willing to drive for lesser money on contracts in both series, and that's kind of what has forced these guys out of their larger contract, more senior Bingo. statesmanships. And that's just kind of the state of the series, isn't it?
5: Yeah, I mean that's the we've we've talked about this for several weeks, but if like I said, if if he's used to getting ten dollars to dr- a year to drive the car. Yeah and now people are coming online and say look I'll drive the car for 650 then the, the owners are going to hire the 650 driver especially if their budgets don't their budgets don't allow for a $10 uh, driver salary so yeah i mean what what else are you going to do if if he's not going to stick around maybe he's got more pride than to stick around and run for 30th place like some of the drivers have done in the past
4: now i think maybe Kenseth could have found a ride that – you're right. If he was willing to take less money, maybe he could have found a ride elsewhere in the paddock. Then again, would it have been a competitive ride? Probably not. Elio, on the other hand, there's only so many seats at Penske, and Elio is not willing to drive for anybody but Roger Penske. So it was kind of like, you're done, dude.
5: Plus, Elio has got a chance to drive a sports car that's got some factory support, so – uh, why would he stick around? He's got something else to do, and it's a transition from IndyCar to sports cars to going home.
4: And he's still doing the Indy 500, Elio Castroneves is. So it's not like he's completely out of IndyCar.
3: Hey, Statman, who's driving the number 95 in the NASCAR Cup Series next year? The number 95? Really? I'm supposed to know okay. that? I
2: guess that's Casey Kane. Oh, right.
3: The Levine the num- family. Yeah. The number 95 he's, he's out of Hendrick. That uh, that's, that's our point here is Casey. K- Casey Kane is not going to get a top five, much less a top 10 next year. Running well, for Casey, Levine racing in the 95 Statman. man. Uh, Casey's car
5: was one of the things that, uh, Kenseth talked about It said he thought he had a inside track to get that ride. But when, oh. uh, Hendrick put somebody else in the car, Then that was, you know, what he told NBC was, you know, threw some cold water in his face. So he thought he could help some of the younger drivers, and I think he can, too. He's got a lot of experience. He's been around. He's lost his temper, and he's won championships. So I think he could help some of these young kids that are coming online. But uh, nobody wants to pay him the money for that schooling.
3: Levine Racing the number 95 Chevrolet. Of course, it's occupied by Michael McDowell. right about now. Uh, team mm-hmm. owners Sharon and Bob Levine. The team is headquartered Tyler, Texas, but operates its racing team from Concord, North Carolina. That's that
2: excellent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Again, his, his <laughs> McDowell's the number 95's sponsorship this year. K 95. Uh, excuse me. K Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. WRL General Contractors, LFR Woody Wagon, Winn-Dixie, and Tommy Williams Drywall. There you go. That's it.
4: Can you get Tommy Williams all over the country?
3: What the hell? No, no. Yeah, come on. Being facetious. Hey, Freak Nation. Brian Sperber is the president. I believe going on 15... 15- yeah, 15 years president of Phoenix Raceway. That's nuts. Because he's been coming to the Freak Nation that damn long. I got, got themselves a big old race coming up next weekend. Uh, still a lot of talk about possibly ending the Cup Series eventually at Phoenix. Well, ask him that. And how nuts are drivers with a big-time elimination race like this prior to Homestead? Sperber, next. Speak Freak Spitz, Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Sports Radio Redefine
3: The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance summer tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks.
6: If the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe each time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas' unique formula fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you will find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And, it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak.
7: Welcome to beautiful Phoenix Raceway. We're just moments from the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series semifinal. Kyle Busch. Truex, baby started. But all eyes are on one man, the people's champion, Dale Earnhardt Jr.
6: Green
7: That 88 is on a mission. The semifinal. final The Markings. farewell. Dale Earnhardt Jr. take a bow. The Can-Am 500, November 10th through the 12th. Guarantee your seats now at phoenixraceway.com.
9: Hey,
4: cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to CatspotLitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic Catspot Litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs five pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello. Look, unlike old, dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, cat spot litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your cat spot litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it. It contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life. Now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor eliminating, and just 15 bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com.
1: Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24/7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind the scenes action and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight.
0: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
2: Hello, I love you, won't you tell me
3: your name? Of course, it's the Freaks and proud partners once again with Phoenix Raceway. Brian Sperber, president of Phoenix Raceway, joining the Freaks. And, Brian, before we get into the madness that is the Can-Am 500 coming up next weekend. Thinking back, is this your 15th year as the president at Phoenix Raceway?
10: Yeah, it's uh, we're wrapping up 15 years, and uh, boy, it's, it's flown uh, really fast, and it's been uh, just an unbelievable experience.
3: Do you think landing that second cup race 12 years ago was the biggest job that you've done for that track, or landing this $180 million rebuild?
10: Well, you know, it's a good question. I think one sort of led to the other, and I think had we not been successful in securing that spring race, um, it would have made the really the rebuild of Phoenix Raceway very, very difficult to uh, to work in terms of uh, the financial piece of that. And yeah, that's a reality all of us have to live with in sports as uh, the the, uh, the dollars and the cents. And we certainly love the laps and the the trophies and all the uh, the on track things, but uh, you know, the dollars and cents uh, are really what drives our ability to be able to uh, transform the venue. And if we didn't have that second race, uh, I think it would have been, uh, you know, pretty close to impossible to make the numbers work. So uh, I think, uh, you know, everything sort of, you know, has a, uh, you know, everything in your life has a reason. And I think us getting that second race really set the stage for us to be able to do uh, the rebuild.
5: Brian Sperber is the president of Phoenix International Raceway. Brian, in addition to redoing the track, you've got a second race, the Can-Am 500 that's coming up next weekend, plus races on Friday and Saturday. You've got a second race this year. How difficult was that? And with the addition of the growing fan base in Phoenix, you wonder why you don't have three races there.
10: Uh, well, we'd certainly take a third if, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if offered. Um, yeah, you know, what? Uh, back then, um, if Phoenix was just not not even considered that PR director at the time uh, sat down with me and we we were scratching our heads and asking the same questions that I think you are in that you know Phoenix is a terrific market for NASCAR and why wouldn't we be considered for a second race and so I called back east and I said well listen you know I've seen the list of uh, the proposed possible tracks that uh are eligible for a second race could we be considered and after they stopped laughing they said sure and um you know, nobody gave us any chance at all. And uh, I think it was, you know, really to placate us, they allowed us to throw our hat in the ring. And, um, and then as they, as we just kept working at it and kept making the case. And I think over time, you know, they began to see the wisdom of possibly bringing a second race here. And then as they looked into it, they, uh, they saw what we saw. This is just an amazing market for so many reasons. And it made the choice in in my mind, a pretty easy one with the rebuild,
3: To be finalized, November of 2018, have there been any discussions about moving the finale to
10: Phoenix? I've heard the rumors. I mean, I can tell you there's not been anything official. Um, But, you know, certainly uh, sitting around the back of the uh, the, uh, NASCAR hauler, uh, shooting the bull, you know, those kinds of topics come up. But uh, I wouldn't put a lot of credence into it, uh, at least for the foreseeable future.
4: Brian Sperber, president of Phoenix Raceway, joins us in the Freak's Pits You have a weekend coming up, a huge weekend, Friday, Saturday and Sunday racing. And with that, of course, is a ton of driver appearances. How do you find with how big your weekend is? How do you find the attitude of the drivers, maybe around your staff or around the fans? Do you get a sense that they really are walking on pins and needles? And can you honestly tell that this is a make or break race for them?
10: Yeah, you really do. Yeah, there's a, there is definitely a level of intensity that you don't see at other races, and, and definitely not our spring race. Uh, when they come here in the spring, everybody's, you know, lighthearted and having fun, and then you get to this race, to this Can-Am 500 with so much on the line being a cut race. Um, they, uh, the intensity is there, um, and you can you can really see it. And, yeah, they, they know. I mean, you've got, um, you know, Four drivers that are going to, you know, their, their hopes of a championship are going to end, and so uh, there's just tremendous focus on the task at hand, which, you know, for those guys is to more more than likely have to win the race to advance, and uh, and there's uh, there's not a lot of playing around. I mean, they are definitely single-minded of purpose, and uh, you can you can definitely sense it.
4: Have you noticed as this playoff has grown, have you noticed basically that the fervor in the stands has changed?
10: Yes. Yeah, you definitely have. I think the fans, um, you know, are definitely dialed into yeah. what's happening in terms of the competition. And they uh, they certainly are following. I you know, you just have to look back to uh, Martinsville and, uh, you know, what happened there with Chase and with Denny. And, uh, you know, within a minute or two, you know, all the social media platforms are lighting up, you know, with uh, fans taking, you know, one side or the other. And so they're definitely uh, locked into what's happening. They're following the stages. They're following the points. And uh, I just think that you know, they, it, 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 I think what the sport hoped to achieve with the playoffs, which was really a, a ratcheting up of the intensity. I think they, they've hit the hit the bullseye with uh, with this format because uh, every lap counts, every stage counts, uh, every point counts. And so uh, you're seeing that on track, and the way the guys are driving, and uh, the reactions to uh, you know how they drive with each other is uh, definitely pouring out. I think we'll see uh, more of that all the way through the k 500 and on to Miami.
3: All of us in motorsports know the president of Texas Motor Speedway, Eddie Gossage, Circus Barker. This dude is a full-fledged promoter. Spoon-fed to him with the Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, almost coming to blows at Martinsville. And, of course, he's loving that. You, Brian Sperber, president of Phoenix Raceway, what do you do when controversy hits prior to your race?
10: Um, well, you definitely want to talk about it. I think it's a uh, it's a hot topic. It's uh, certainly a water cooler topic, and uh, you know people are buzzing about it. So I think it's a it's a great opportunity to, uh, you know, to kind of continue to amplify uh, something that's happened in the competition side of things. And uh, you know, clearly Denny and Chase uh, had an issue. I'm not sure that issue's even been settled, and uh, so I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, talking about that or adding to the hype. I think it's uh, it's all. Uh, all a lot of fun.
5: Brian Sperber is the president of Phoenix Raceway. Brian, you've got a number of things coming up in addition to the NASCAR race next weekend. You've got, what is it, IndyCar winter testing that's coming up in the first quarter of next year?
10: Yeah, in February, uh, we'll have uh, the preview, as we call it, which is uh, the whole, se- all the teams from the IndyCar series will be here testing, uh, doing off season testing. And then um, in March will be our second, or our spring uh, race uh, for NASCAR. And then the uh, phoenix grand prix in
3: april freak nation again brian sperber been at this 15 years as your phoenix raceway president brought in the second race back in 2005 and of course with this uh, enormous rebuild to be done in november of 2018 sperber always solid when you roll the freak nation buddy we'll see you next weekend
10: you got it thanks for having me on and we'll uh, we'll see you at the can am 500
3: you know danced around a little bit there that phoenix could end up being the host for the finale come on for the nascar cup series in a few years but Uh, Let's just
4: put it this way. The track Phoenix Raceway is closer to Phoenix Metro, much closer to Phoenix Metro than Homestead is to Miami. In fact, probably 45 minutes closer than Homestead is to Miami. Statman, and
3: when I think of where you should end the NASCAR Cup Series, the first place that comes to my mind is actually Homestead, Florida. (laughs) Yeah,
5: I kind of agree with you. I don't know if it's just habit. I still you and I laughed uh, many years ago when we were crossing Times Square about how much fun it would be to <laughs> have a NASCAR race or an NHRA race in Times Square. I think that I think that would be the place to end it. Uh, but you know, what do I know? I it, it's, They need to be somewhere. I think crashes hit on something that's closer to the metropolitan area and closer to people who uh, will, can go to the race. But you're going to run into a problem. A lot of the development, the homes that have been built around Phoenix Raceway, uh, they, eventually the people are going to complain about the noise and the traffic if they haven't already. So, uh, they're you know, Homestead is out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and besides having something stolen out of my car that cost me $1,000 with the rental company. Oh,
2: that's right. uh, and, you know, Oh, I, that,
5: that's that's not a place I like going to. Period. I don't care what happens out there, but yeah, I mean, I, Phoenix makes more sense. But if if Ford wants it in Homestead, that's where it's going to be.
4: Oh yeah, forgot about that sponsor thing, the money behind the finale. That's a good point. Well,
3: at the same time, the Super Bowl moves the. Major League Baseball World Series moves, and granted, those move to the teams with the best record, at least Major League Baseball, NBA, things that, but still, they, you move. It's not at the same place every year. We've talked about this at nauseum for 10 years about really just having to change things up and don't get so stuck in a rut. And I meant to say a rut when it comes to motorsport. Don't get stuck. In the rut, change it up. Major League Soccer does the same thing with their with their All Star game. It's not always in freaking Charlotte. Yeah, but well, if like, when, like NASCAR, when the NFL
5: builds this uh, glamorous stadium here in Southern California, and they own a piece of the action, like NASCAR owns a piece of the action on 18 different racetracks, they're going to put that Super Bowl in a place where they own the the money and they get a piece of the gate. So that's going to change, and and it's it's the chances of the race ending up at a
3: Speedway Motorsports track are, shall we say, slim. Well, that's fine, but just change it up. Again, we saw another Texas race today. They increased the banking in turns one and two, widened turns one and two, but still the same freaking result. Lead, follow, lead, follow. And just
5: come on. Yeah, but that's I, different. That's, that's what the sport is, lead, follow. They got to do something. They got to change something drastic. Changing racetracks is not going to change that.
3: Yeah, I, I just look at we had such great conversation all after Martinsville. We, we talked about it with, with energy last Sunday night. But uh, <laughs> we, other than Kevin Harvick taking over Martin Truex, with ten laps to go, that's really all, <laughs> all we've talked about it at this race.
5: But that's about all the drivers do is race out of a five hundred lap race or a thousand or how many laps it is. They have, 1,000 laps. <laughs> they have, they race maybe the first fifty to the first uh, uh, the first pit stop. They race maybe the last five to each one of the, uh, uh, the stages and they race the last 50 after the last pit stops. So out of a 500 lap race, they race less than hundred laps. Uh, it, you know, that's the rest of it is just putting in miles.
3: Jimmy Johnson, out of all the drivers that have a chance to move on after Phoenix, he's the furthest yeah. away. Uh, Brad Kozlowski is the clo- closest, the guy that can actually control his his destiny, win and and he. Well, you, any of those five drivers, you they win and they're in. Their end. Right. But if none none of those f- five drivers win, the one closest in points wins. And right now it's Brad Kozlowski, crasher.
4: Yeah, Jimmy Johnson had a crap day today, being down as much as as many as three laps at one point, finishing the race two laps down. So he didn't help his cause at all today, but. Phoenix is a decent track for him, so we shall see there. Chase Elliott, also, eh, I'm not seeing that happening at all. You could say eh, for Ryan Blaney, but then again, he's he finds his way in the hunt somehow. So it's it's gonna make Phoenix an absolute must-see TV event unless you're there. Must see Phoenix Raceway. I don't know if we're gonna have Oompa-Loompa fights with. <laughs> Who was that a couple of years ago? Clint where? Boyer and Jeff Gordon.
3: Boyan,
4: yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're going to have that, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good, and tempers are going to flare.
3: Statman, what do you think Chevrolet is thinking right about now where they just might be shut out uh, come Ooh. fantastic Ford freaking weekend at Homestead?
5: Uh, Chevrolet's not going to get shut out, are they, the final four? It's it's going to be Toyota's a Ford. Uh, there's got to be a Chevrolet in there some kind of way, I would think. I think the biggest issue is how we're going to get Dale Jr.
3: in there. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it. You've got Mm, Kyle Busch that's in there. You've got Martin Truex that's in there. Toyota. And you've got Kevin Harvick that's in there. Both. So what's the the fourth car? That's just it. There's not a Chevy yet.
4: Okay, so hold on. Hold on. So if... Jimmy Johnson, the farthest away in points right now, with a, still a real possibility of getting in. So if he wins the race in Phoenix, and he moves on, are you going to call that a conspiracy just to get Chevy in there?
3: I've got the X-Files going right now. <laughs> yeah, right hey, now. Let
5: me ask you quickly before we go to break. You think he's going to get number eight the championship?
3: Man, if there's one thing I've learned from you, Statman, is... You just don't count Jimmy Johnson out until he's out. <laughs> exactly. I you know,
5: learned that in 18 years. I've learned that you, you could bet on Jimmy Johnson more times than not, and you won't break the bank, but you'll go home with some money.
3: Look, Jimmy Johnson's had success at Phoenix Raceway.
2: Yeah. There's no no, yeah. no issue
3: there, man. Brad, because out because had success. I mean, Jimmy Johnson. Well, he, he got Jimmy Johnson. Ryan, Ryan Blaney's in a Ford, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott, those two dudes in a Chevy, man, going into Ford weekend. Will there be a Chevy? Nothing would make those little blue oval happy bastards happier to keep Chevrolet out of their fantastic Ford freaking weekend. Kidding me? What? <laughs> Maybe we can get Danica in there. <laughs>
4: How about Eric Almirola replacing Danica Patrick? That's supposed to be announced officially on Tuesday. Not sure I call that an upgrade. I, just just saying.
5: Well, Daryl Wallace drove as good as Eric Almirola. He got faster when he replaced him for those four races. Probably bought Eric a little, you know, back a little quicker than he wanted to. Daryl drove the taste out of that car. It's a 20, 20th place car, and he was finishing 10th with it.
3: Yeah, it's, it's got to be all sponsorship, paycheck-related. has to be. Almarola does not punch a ticket. Mm-mm. Danica Patrick, even in 23rd, 30th spot, punches tickets. Yeah. I know Smithfield and Richard Petty have had a little kiss and make up.
4: Mm, not really, but kind of.
3: Well, some of the Smithfield money is going back to...
4: Yeah, because they're being forced to, thanks to lawyers.
3: So, Well, okay, okay. Okay, with the freaking dagger in their hand as they're hugging them. Uh, coming up next, Mike DeClark. He broke his freaking back, yet he wins a championship in the Lucas Oil Boat Racing Series. And Ryan Friedlinghouse, You recognize that name, right? Pimp My Ride. Coming up.
0: Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined
11: Call Lear Capital now. 800-631-9229.
9: If you are age 85 or younger...
3: Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Second hour of the Freak Nation. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. We're there for you on Facebook. We do it every Sunday night, 7 to 9 Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern. Missed of the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up this hour, he's got himself two championships. Now is a driver that sat in a boat of another driver won that other driver a championship as he already has a championship. See that's that's how confusing it that's,
4: can be. Wow.
3: But that's the truth. Uh, Rick Allen and Mike DeClark. Mike DeClark has him a championship because there's another dude in his seat. And we'll explain all that coming up.
4: He also has a broken back.
3: I don't know if it's still freaking broken well, or not. Well it's
4: probably not but it was.
3: No. <laughs> of course the somebody somebody drunk over the court is already chiming in. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Kelly. Hey here we go. So Rick Allen and Mike DeClark both of them, Lucas Old Drag Boat Racing Series Top Alcohol Hydro Champions, uh, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Uh, we can do Ryan Friedlinghouse tonight, Cresher?
4: We may. We taped an interview with him at SEMA. Actually, you did. Right. I had to come back from SEMA early this year to take our daughter trick-or-treating as it. Catboy, of course. So, <laughs> step and myself. They were just kind of the peanut gallery on that interview. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, we may get to that interview with Ryan Friedlinghouse. Uh, you, Of course, knowing from Pimp My Ride and West Coast Customs, uh, always a great interview when he rolls up here in the Freak Nation. And again, the website.
4: is... How was SEMA, though, by the way?
3: I, again, I never see it. I, ne- I hang out with Continental Tire for a day and a half, and I just listen. I rolled through that. I rolled through one of the, I think, it's South Hall, and I thought, you know what? Why? Yeah, I never have enjoyed walking through here because I, I, I'm one of those guys that likes to walk. You and are not- so
4: full of s. Never, you can't say hold, never. Um,
3: hold on a second, Crasher. Uh, I just when when my walk is impeded. Impeded. Yes. I just I can't. At my age now, I just need to walk. I can't. It's, it, there's so many g damn people at me now. It's nuts.
4: I know, but you can't say you've never now, enjoyed I've walking enjoyed the it. floor because kind of BSing. the ladies, the ladies at the booths, can sometimes be wearing hardly anything, and you have enjoyed that atmosphere.
3: Yeah, I am. Uh... Ladies fan there at uh, SEMA. Statman, you ever <laughs> notice the ladies there in the, uh, in uh, Vegas when you were at SEMA? Do they have women at SEMA? No. I
4: thought it was all men. Oh, come on. Just stop it.
3: So, again, Mike DeClark and Rick Allen will be joining us here shortly. I
4: here will say, though, the- I know I keep interrupting you. Carmen Electra was by far the most awkward interview at SEMA of all of our years going there. She was just, she knew wheels, kind of. Mm-hmm. She was just a mouthpiece for. What was the wheel company at that time? I don't remember. Enki. She does freaking
3: bolt-ons. American Racing Wheels. Oh, yeah, that, of course. Incredible man, like damn headphones. Bolt-on wheels, or yeah, (laughs) they were bolt-on wheels. That man, exactly. Mm -hmm. Was it the same damn company that we were?
4: American Racing Wheels. That's who it was. Yeah.
3: And is that when we interviewed Ice T and his? uh,
4: I think he was at a different booth that year, because I feel like he was re. He was renovating his own set of cars right. so he wasn't no i don't believe he was american racing, racing. Golly. I used to, he was a fun who was, the,
5: who was the guy that uh was from new york who used to be involved heavily in uh in cars and promoted races he was a dj
2: um wow
3: uh, that's uh, kind of lays it out there thanks <laughs> for, for, for teeing Let's that up stat man a
4: new york city dj
3: hmm, uh, <laughs> hmm
5: black guy there you know there's only oh towards-
3: shoot yeah it was was
5: sponsored by ford of all yeah, right exactly and he was mustangs and and i think he had was an american racing wheel sponsoring him too i because we interviewed him a couple of years
2: the hell
3: was his name man why don't you give me a question i can freaking answer i've been out 10 yeah, hours be- talking to he drove his night- drag boat pilots
5: He's, he drove the 95 in <laughs> cup racing. Oh, he, there you go.
4: <laughs> well, that changes frequently, so. Uh,
3: coming up, you got your Statman Scat. We'll talk a little bit of Lucas Oil Dragbo Series racing and, of course, get into some of the NASCAR results that happened uh, this afternoon at Texas Motor Speedway. I, kind of a snooze fest from everything that I'm reading. Again, I've spent entire afternoon sticking a mic in front of the drunk freaking drag boat drivers Oh,
4: would you stop it what when they're racing they're clearly not drunk now i don't the know the sun man. has gone down so this might De be out. dude
3: they need to drug test his ass he's on he's something not
4: driving right now he's still on injured reserve
3: yeah we'll find out cause he's going to join us here in a few minutes
4: he can drink he's allowed All right,
3: we're going to reset be right back
0: suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks.
3: But first, as we welcome in new affiliates to the Freak Nation, Speed Freaks on a uh, Sunday night. Yep. Hello,
4: Atlanta. Yep. Hello, Miami. Yep. Hello, Boston.
3: That's Crash Gladys over there, Man Kenny Sarge at the website, SpeedFreaks.tv. Did you miss Brian Sperber, general manager of Phoenix Raceway? Last hour, he joined us. Also, John Force's own... Robert Height. NHRA Funny Car Points leader going into the finals in Pomona.
4: Which, by the way, Robert Hyde asked about the drag boat races today in our interview. That was that was pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm liking how, I mean, we could say thanks to Tommy Thompson. We could say thanks to Scott Palmer. I'm liking how the straight liners on asphalt are really starting to pay more attention to the straight liners on water. I'd
3: like to have an IQ test between drag boat pilots. What? I'm not saying that would be the stupider of the two, Crasher. <laughs> Can I just get to
4: my pit news and notes, please?
3: Brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. You log on to ContinentalTire.com to find the righteous rubber for your righteous ride. That's ContinentalTire.com.
4: Johnny Sauter took the Texas truck win on Friday night. Eric Jones swept Texas Motor Speedway in 2017 by winning the Xfinity Series Saturday. And then today, Kevin Harvick passed Martin Truex Jr. with 10 to go to solidify not only the Monster Energy Cup win... But a solid spot, NASCAR's Final Four in Miami in two weeks. Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, and now Martin Shricks Jr. are guaranteed to race for the title. Driver number four will be decided this coming weekend at Phoenix Raceway. World of Outlaws wrapped their season in Charlotte. David Gravel with the win, but Donnie Schatz taking his ninth World of Outlaw title. Hell low. Yeah, there was some other news going on in motorsports. Formula One engine meeting this week with the new owner group, Liberty Media. After all was said and done, not many engine manufacturers were happy at all. Ferrari went as far as to threaten to pull out of the series altogether. So yeah, we'll be staying on top of that potential bombshell. Speaking of F1, Felipe Massa announced that he will retire again from F1. And on that note, you're gonna hear more in Statman's scat. If you did not hear it in the first hour, you will hear it coming up. But champion driver Matt Kenseth has decided to move on from NASCAR for now. Shortly after his announcement, racing Twitter went ablaze with how they're pretty upset that IndyCar legend Elio Castroneves and NASCAR champ Matt Kenseth seem to be forced to leave the sports both not on their own terms. We'd like your thoughts, Freak Nation, at Speed Freaks on Twitter. And in silly season news, how about Eric Amarola replacing Danica Patrick in the SHR number 10 next year? An upgrade? Huh? Yeah, okay.
3: Crash class, pit news and notes, brought to you by Continental Tire.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
7: Welcome to beautiful Phoenix Raceway. We're just moments from the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series semifinal. But all eyes are on one man, the people's champion, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Three, 88 is on. The semi-final. The Farewell. Jr. Take a the Can-Am 500, November 10th through the 12th. Guarantee your seats now at phoenixraceway.com. No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your
6: engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer.
4: Hey, cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to CatspotLitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic Catspot Litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long-lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs 5 pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello? Look, unlike old, dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your Cat Spot Litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it, it contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life. Now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor eliminating, and just 15 bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com.
3: The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance summer tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. You are listening to Speed
0: Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
3: Speed Freaks on a Sunday night from the Lucas Oil Studios. Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Statman. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Missed the of the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Dot TV.
5: You can play that uh, again if you want to. I'm not going to complain.
3: You know, sure, Alex. a lot of folks ask me if I'm going to crap the bed, what's the last song or album I'm going to listen to. I, I have yet to say Stevie Wonder, but it might be one of Stevie Wonder's best. Damn.
5: Sneaking out the back door, hanging out with those hoodlum friends of mine.
3: Yeah. I mean, if, if that doesn't scream, you know, Teenage and 20s for every dude. I mean, if you didn't have hoodlum friends,
5: go outside.
3: Yeah, everybody,
5: everybody yeah. that ever left the house has got hoodlum friends. You may not tell mom about it, but you got some. <laughs>
3: All right, so the Lucas old Drag Boat Racing Series wrapped up this afternoon in Chandler. Actually, it wasn't this <laughs> afternoon? It was long after the sun freaking set. Uh, We had our freaking glow sticks out there (laughs) lighting the (laughs) course for a couple of the final rounds. Uh, But again, another classic. A lot of folks showing up for the finals. I think it was the highest boat count that I've seen in many, many years uh, for the world finals here in Chandler. You've heard Mike DeClark on The Daily Show before, but I don't believe ever on the national show Speed Freaks. And Rick Allen, you've never heard in the Freak Nation. Uh, one one I thing I do man. want to bring up the fact with, with Rick Allen, who has himself a championship, is uh, dude is a big Razorback fan. And your freaking team was playing coastal mother Effin Carolina last night, Rick Allen. And they almost lost Arkansas, almost lost to coastal Carolina last night. How, how does that happen?
14: I thought we were coming here to talk boat racing.
3: You know better than <laughs> that. Where
14: did where did this come in at? They know what did, what did your what did Longhorn what did Texas do? They must have won, oh. or you wouldn't have went down this road. No, field. they lost.
3: They lost. They lost to TCU, a top ten ranked
14: so team we. in the country. So did we. That's okay.
3: Yeah, but you coastal you almost what? lost a coastal freaking Carolina, bro. I've
14: been a fan since a young young child.
3: How's Belima Belima working out for you?
14: He needs to be out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Out right. of there. All right, so this is that—that's that, Rick Allen. He's got himself a top alcohol hydro championship, all right. And that was 2015 or six, what was that?
14: 15 and 16. Right. Yep.
3: So, uh, you weren't actually going to finish the year this year, right?
14: I was going to. I didn't get to start the year.
3: That's what it was. Yeah. Okay.
14: Yeah. We missed two races in the beginning, and then we were going to try to finish strong. And then the season got cut on us we dropped some races got it so
3: well but the story is that mike DeClark, the dude sitting next to you who won himself a championship this year uh, was going to build you a boat to get into the series <laughs> this year right
14: boy he is pushing the buttons he? <laughs> he in buttons. dude you've
3: known me for years what I the know. hell else I to do, expect I from don't me know. no no right
14: yeah yeah you're right you're right yeah he was going to build us a boat Mm -hmm. our boat was damaged Mm -hmm. we was going to build a boat but things work out like they're supposed to so the boat didn't get done when we needed it so we brought out my son's boat and we was running it and we were starting to make some progress with it we thought we could still contend for a championship mike's leading the points and um then 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 he had
15: his accident He's, certain, he's certainly trying to be nice. He? I, he, he's a big guy. Uh, I there mean, was, there was a lot of uh, other effing really going on back and forth. Like, maybe I didn't finish the boat because I wanted to win the championship.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then. That got brought
3: up. But. So, so, Mike DeClark decides to go out and have a fairly gnarly accident in San Angelo.
15: I don't think there's any deciding about it. I think it was decided for me.
3: And you break your back. Yeah. There's pictures of you and I hanging out in the hospital with about 40 people in a room that probably only only needed about three people.
15: Uh, And a wife that wasn't very happy with me at the same time.
3: So work work us through this. Again, you you got Crasher here, Statman back in Los Angeles. But work us through this, how this comes about, where you're out of a boat that's obliterated, but you can still have a boat and still Mike DeClark's boat, and you can win a championship even though Mike DeClark's in it.
4: You mean even, Rick, even though Rick Allen's there.
3: Yeah, Rick Rick Allen's driving from well, Mike DeClark, well, but, Rick, but Mike DeClark gets the championship.
15: So let's go back a little bit. So in San Angelo, he brings out his bro and I bring out my boat. Um, we go out there. I've already had the interview. It was a horrible crash. I, I lose everything in a split second. You get done. You get done through the surgeries, the hospital. You come home. You start looking at everything you got, and you're going, well, what do I got left? Nothing. You know, and the wife booked a trip for us to go to Hawaii, and I was looking at the wife, and she's looking at me going, you don't have to go. Oh, that's I have to go. So, (laughs) you know, as I'm on an airplane getting ready to fly to Kauai, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I'm torching this thing. Forget it. I'm done. You know, you spend all these hard years putting this program together, and it's done in a split second. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to Kauai. I'm going to sit on the beach. I'm going to enjoy myself, and I'm going to forget about it. And, you know, it was probably three or four days into it. And at this point in time, three or four days, sitting at Kauai, I'm going to have the phone ringing. Nobody's bitching about me about work. I'm not <laughs> worrying about finishing somebody's boat. And, then, mm-hmm. right. and as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Season's over. I can start next year if I like to. And the phone rings. And it's a friend of mine who says, oh, my God, dude, I think you just won the championship. And I'm like, why would I win the championship? They just canceled the whole series for Lucas Oil. Well, at one point, you're thinking, wow, this is great. I just won the whole championship. Well, wait a minute. That ain't cool. They're going to get rid of the, this series? Did Lucas Oil pull out? You get really f- afraid about it for a minute. Hmm. And then you start hearing all the horror stories and, of course, the gossip. Because drag boat racers are like anybody else. They're gossip queens. Crash your <laughs> nose. She enjoys the heck out of this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I Racing think Kenny, in general. Uh, <laughs> Kenny
15: usually starts it. I know. He yeah. starts it all. He lets <laughs> us all get going. So, you know. I get another telephone call, and it's like, hey, what's going on? And then I kind of get the, the fact straight that they've dropped a couple races from the series. And I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe this, this you know, in the back of my mind, if there's only three races left to race, maybe I'll throw something together. Hmm. And then Rick calls me up, and he goes, hey, dude, what are you going to do? And I told Rick, you know, Rick, man, I think I'm done. And he goes, Let, let's do something. Let's put your number on my boat. And I said, well, let's let's talk about it. Let, 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 let's think about this. And, you know, as we started thinking, you know, there's a lot of guys right now that I'm sure are thinking. And, of course, you know, Kenny over here ain't no saint. He's telling Travis Tuttle, who's really starting to gain on me and finally took over on the hype on the points leader. He tells him, you know, hey, I think the Clark and, and Allen and Ball are all coming for you. I think they're going to try and block you. I think this is what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. They're trying to stall you out, buddy. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, this is really, really good. So as you can see, we're thinking to ourselves that we better do this cautiously. And, you know, I'm going to give a little shout-out to Denny Hep. Denny Hep had a boat built by us. boat sat in our shop, wasn't being used, and I literally hijacked the boat, rebuilt my motor, and told Rick, you know what, this is what we're going to do, man. Are you comfortable driving
3: this? Speaking of hijacking, you've hijacked this whole damn show. Keep going. (laughs) It's quite all right. But But it's a
15: good story. Rick Rick over here,
3: Rick, you got him all snammered because you were talking about Arkansas. He got
15: mad, he got red.
1: (laughs) I don't want to talk anymore. He is red.
15: (laughs) But I want to go like this, you know, because the good part, we're going to find out how he came up with a good idea. Because we won a national championship, and I couldn't have done it without him. But the good news is, is nobody's going to blame me for this whole thing. They're going to blame him because it was his idea.
4: <laughs> what blaming is there to be done when you guys are title winners?
15: There's not any blaming,
14: you know. And that's that's one thing we had to get clear when we teamed up. Nobody's going to blame anybody. I mean, we had two and – me and we talked about this at the track today. Me and Mike are a lot opposite. He's, yeah, I mean, y'all seen it, he's loud, he's talkative. I'm not, I'm going to sit in the truck, mind my business and just go do the job. But really and truly, we're a lot alike. So, but the way we run our teams and our setups, totally opposite. Oh. Yeah. The way I run Total Chaos versus the way he run his boat, we just did, it's, it's more than one way to get to a conclusion, as y'all know. <laughs> and we did it different. So we had to be clear there was going to be no blaming, no finger-pointing. I'm going to come into your group. My guys are going to help also. We're going to all do this together. But nobody's going to blame anybody if it does or doesn't
15: work. And that's what made it work. And then we throw in the mix where we run Rick's boat with Randy Ball driving. So, of course, nobody thought there was any funny business going on. And that was
14: total fluke. Everybody's like, Oh, y'all doing that on purpose. Y'all what doing are that you on talking? purpose. It's not a that fluke.
15: Was bull, yes,
14: yeah, it's a fluke. <laughs> my son says, Okay, you can use my boat, Dad, but I want my license. Okay, deal. Randy Ball says, I can't run flat this year. It's too late. I would sure like to try a hydro. Okay, deal. Put it together, we take it to Wheaton. And then all of a sudden we're blockers. We're like, Oh, y'all got a blocker boat out here.
15: That was thanks to Kenny. That over was there. thanks
14: to Kenny. And then Travis is a up. He thinks the whole world's teaming up against him. Poor guy. I mean, they did a great job this year. Poor guy. Poor guy, really? I mean, he had a terrible weekend. Oh. They yeah, had, they did.
5: They had a terrible weekend.
3: Statman, go right ahead, man. It's, it's the floor for you.
5: I'm sitting here. Listen, these guys are better storytellers than we are. They got it, they got <laughs> it going on. I I looked at uh, Mike DeClark. Well, I understand this right. I'm trying to follow along. You won the championship this year, right? Ten four. That's it. All right. Tell me about winning the championship in somebody else's boat.
15: Well, no, 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 no. no. So it's my boat. You know what I mean? I I ran the first four races this year, and then crashed. And then Rick finished out the season for us driving my boat for, with our with my right. number to win the championship. So Rick, you know, it's like Rick put it this way to me today. He goes, you know, Mike, you were the starting pitcher. And I was a relief pitcher. I was the oh. one that finished it up. And that was actually a really great analogy. You I'm know? a great closer.
5: That's not a that's not a good – to a Dodger fan, that's not a great analogy. No, man,
15: and I'm a Dodger <laughs> fan. That hurts. You know what I mean? With that pitching staff we had, there was no reason them Astros had a chance.
14: I was even a Dodger fan. I'm from Arkansas. You know, I the, wore a L.A. hat The thing for is, years.
15: there's a lot of Texans that drag boat race, and I had to hear it all weekend long. <laughs> Statman, man, you're from L.A. Them Dodgers didn't deserve that, did they?
5: No, they didn't deserve that. And They did not. the
14: way they played. They deserved no, it. Sure, they uh,
5: did. No, they, they didn't. They sucked. That
3: was.
2: That
5: was. They didn't <laughs> suck.
2: They sucked. Oh,
5: this, I got a cousin in Houston, and I got to listen to that for the rest of my life oh, about how uh, they they just beat the daylights out of us.
2: Oh, and
15: what you know? what is it? Just because we're from L.A., everybody hates a Californian. And, you know, you know, you guys are stuck up. You don't know what you're doing. You're thugs doing is the word I
14: kept hearing. Thugs. Thugs. We're oh. Thugs. Thugs?
15: thugs. Th- that's yep. what I would hear. That's what I would hear.
14: When I wore my hat on the airplane, I was getting called a thug.
2: Are you serious?
14: I'm dead serious. When I come out here, I'm, I promise, I've had a L.A. hat for 10 years because I'm from lower Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, here's my chance to be a Dodger fan. This is great. So I proudly wear my hat when I go to the DFW airport. I'm being called a thug. Oh
3: well, you know, and God. you know, you're you're home of the original UCLA there, right? Do you know what that is? That, University of Central Lower Arkansas. I think UCA. I, yeah, my sister graduated there.
14: Yeah. My daughter does go there. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. The did you, did
4: you go there? UCLA.
3: Hey, you hear music playing, guys? Means we got to go to break.
4: Uh, Kenny. <laughs> they're drag boat racers, not radio people.
3: That's right. They're not that damn smart to realize oh. they got to go to break. Hey, we could be car drivers. It could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, where do the wives come in in all this about trying to keep their men from dragging too much there in the water?
15: Well,
5: let's let Rick comment on that.
3: <laughs> that's next. <laughs> Speed Freaks Pits, soul Studios.
2: Good evening, my fellow fellow It's Man
5: Matt Kenseth and I don't know each other, but the one thing I remember most about Kenseth is the respect he gave me and the sport he honored and once dominated. Matt stood tall this week when he announced he'd be trying something else when this 2017 season is over. He stopped short, though, of using the word retirement. Matthew Roy Kenseth would stay in NASCAR if he could get a competitive ride, one that's worthy of the skills he hammered into a championship in 2003. But that ride hasn't appeared on the horizon yet, so Matt is walking away with his head held high in addition to his championship matt's won 38 races including two daytona 500s he could help some of these youngsters coming online now that kind of resume though calls for costs and paychecks that team owners don't appear ready to offer the winning seats and there aren't many in nascar just aren't coming forward Kenseth is man enough to say goodbye many in that sport don't have the guts to race against matt or do what he did this week peace
3: Back with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you, affiliates. SiriusXM, RacetalkRadio.com for being a part of this. Uh, Rick Allen.
14: Mike <laughs> DeClark's still here.
3: Rick, what is this?
14: I think it's the Texas fight song. It's not, not the nope. Texas fight song. <laughs> okay, it's Arkansas fight song. Go Hogs. Poor Woo, you. Big suey. Let's all join together and call the hogs. Come on. No. <laughs>
4: hey, we would love for you to give us an example. How no, you no
14: I, I'm not going to do that. Hey, he's ah. got a
15: pretty good. He's got a pretty good story about buying a helmet that he thought was legit behind the bar. You want to let us in on that story? No,
14: I don't want to talk about that
2: either. Come on, <laughs> Crasher, Let's months.
3: resell. What the hell's going on here? Speed Rick Allen, uh, 2015 and 16 top alcohol hydro champion with 2017. Top alcohol champion Mike DeClark. Rick Allen finished the series in Mike DeClark's boat to help win the championship for Mike DeClark. Yes, I'm not as confused as you are, Freak Nation, because I cover the damn series. But more importantly is you guys are hooked up with a couple of beautiful, fine women. And in drag boats, women play a big part of <laughs> not just sometimes controlling the pocketbooks of these boats, but Really, if you guys are going to continue to drive or not. And this is legit. We've had this conversation. We had it last time you were on with us on the Daily Show, Clark, where you and your wife. Have you had that heart-to-heart talk about you continuing even though you broke your back and we all saw this accident that you had in San Angelo where she was not there to see you? No, no, no. She was in San Angelo. She was there for everything. Oh, she was there? Yeah, you know,
15: like I told you guys, like I said in that interview, I think the thing that was the most disheartening for me was one of my crew guys was taking a video of the pass you know his first round right i tattooed him sawed him off at the knees and here i am <laughs> and he again. thought and he thought that you know the round was over you know, in other words you know the clark's are already out in front let's turn around let's go back get the boat ready to go and um all of a sudden you heard everybody go "Ooh, ah and then you heard the guy on the video which you know are, are helps out on the crew jay goes oh no oh no oh no and then you see you refuse, Start to see the boat come apart and everything else, and you hear my wife screaming no, and that I think is the hardest thing is hearing my wife with fear in her voice screaming no, mm-hmm. and knowing that you know I'm still sitting in there knowing I'm okay. Now you know since this has been passed, you know my wo- I did the first interview with you guys, and my sister got to see the interview, and I thought my sister going to be really proud of me. You know, a lot of people don't know she's an attorney and everything else, and my sister reads it. It's, reads this on facebook she listens to the t- the show and she says you know what are you doing what are you stupid you know you've cheated death twice now because this is my second accident you know are you going to walk your daughter down because i have two daughters you're going to walk your next daughter down the aisle you're oh, going to see your wow. son you're going to see your daughter graduate from law school because they both want to be attorneys and i'm thinking you know sis you've known me my entire life i've been riding dirt bikes too fast street bikes too fast I, I was climbing in climbing in your crib when I was one and it was six feet tall. I've never really <laughs> been one that's been all that bright about not doing things that were stupid. I don't know if you yeah. well, look, you're, you're you're the other driver. You got in it after I crashed. Yeah, who's stupid? Who's huh?
4: <laughs> stupid now? Yeah.
15: But long story short, my wife pulled me aside and she goes, you know, she's seen these last three races and she says it's killing you. I said, yeah, it's it's killing me. You know, I I. I I, right now, everybody goes, and we just had dinner. Are you done? Are you done? Everybody who sees me, are you done racing? Man, I got to tell you, today, if they would have let me, I would have jumped in that thing, and I would have hammered the gas and gone from A to B, and so, you know what? I sawed that guy off at the knees. But what would your wife have said? She would have been really, really, I mean, she she supports me. She's with me. I come home every night, you know what I mean? I, I'm a good husband. I'm a good provider, you know what I mean? I'm a good father. And she knows deep down inside this is who I am. This is my personality. She wants me to live and be the person I am. And that's what I love her so much about. her. She supports me for that. And in return, I have to do the things that she likes and supports and things like that.
4: Which I is Kauai. Oh, darn. Yeah, well,
15: Kauai and a nice big wedding that I just put my daughter like in the middle of September. And I mean, <laughs> trust me, that was for me, too. But you know what I mean? The women have the things they need. And us men, I mean, we're not the brightest thing in the world. You know what I mean? But they
3: support us. Rick, with Angie, your wife.
15: It's about the same, Kenny,
14: really and truly. She, um, This weekend, she had a crying moment on a pass. We tried something that didn't work. The boat got really, mm-hmm. really stupid. She cried. I feel terrible.
15: Rick, I don't... Rick's set up, by the way. I'm <laughs> um, what? Your setup. It was your setup the way. Way. Oh, in the boat.
14: Oh, oh, it was my setup. Martha yeah, Clark it setup. was my setup. And I feel bad about that, you know, when that happens. But she is, she knows she knows me like Mike says. I've got that personality. I've got to have the adrenaline. I was racing motocross when we met. She took me to the ER about every other weekend.
2: Seriously. I mean,
14: I, I would try stuff over my head. I'm 45 years old trying to run with these 20-year-old kids. I can't do that anymore, but I was too stupid to realize it. She says, I'm done. I'm not taking you ER anymore. I'm sick of watching you cough up blood. I'm done. <laughs> so, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go back to drag boat racing. She said, it can't be no worse than this.
2: Oh, hello. So oh. Here we
14: are. You know, hey, fortunately, man. I have not had a serious accident. I've been very, very fortunate. We're knocking. Exactly. But She knows I'm a a much better person, better father, better husband when I'm doing this. So she fully supports it um, 100%.
4: This would be an interesting conversation to have with wives of racers in all disciplines, whether it's air racing, IndyCar, you name it, because, yeah.
15: But they get together with us because of our personalities and who we are. They're attracted to that
4: Without adrenaline
15: question. junkie. It takes a certain men. woman to
4: be yes. with
14: this kind of idiot. Yes. Because I mean, there's really.
15: women that want nothing to do with this and think that we're really you know, stupid. Yeah.
4: Well, you people on the outside of motorsports looking in wonder how the wives deal with it. And you're right, it's because they are attracted to that fiery personality. That's yeah, not just our adre- motorsport; it's all it's, it's every adrenaline family. type of sport. Yeah. yeah.
3: There's a saying out there called cheating death in motorsports, and these guys do it every time they light that rocket uh, on water. And you talk about women running your life when your Facebook page has your wife's name oh, in it. Oh, I knew he was <laughs> going to call you that. Angie and Rick's Facebook page. There are certain things you have to give up
14: to do what you love to do, like Mike said. Okay? You don't
7: see my wife's name She's in my Facebook text. page. <laughs>
0: Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
3: Grab it and hold on tight. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance summer tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks looking for
6: more performance out of your car or truck looking to do it without breaking the bank then look no further than Lucas Octane booster just one little bottle can increase the boost from your turbocharger while promoting a clean fuel burn for lower emissions Lucas Octane booster is a genuine engine performance enhancer that is safe for turbos oxygen sensors and catalytic converters it stops the knocks while raising mpg and high compression engines not bad from one little red bottle
7: Welcome to beautiful Phoenix Raceway. We're just moments from the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series semifinal. Kyle
6: Busch. baby
7: started. But all eyes are on one man, the people's champion, Dale Earnhardt Jr.
2: Green
7: 88 is on the mission. The semifinal. final The farewell. Dale Earnhardt Jr. pick up by. The Can-Am 500, November 10th through the 12th. Guarantee your seats now at phoenixraceway.com.
4: Hey, cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to catspotlitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic cat spot Litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long-lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs 5 pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free Delivery. Hello. Look, unlike old dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your cat spot litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it. It contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life. Now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor eliminating, and just fifteen bucks a month. CatspotLitter.com.
3: Back with Speed Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios. Back to our good by good friends at Cat Spot Litter, CatSpotLitter.com. 100% organic. Stop throwing away that clay litter, clogging up this planet, killing the earth, killing your cats. Use 100% organic. Delivered to your door, 15 bucks a month. CatSpotLitter.com.
15: Hey, you know what? If we uh, give Cat Spot a, a bump right now, me and you think we get a little money on our boats? Doubt it. You know, as much as much oil as you get in the bottom of that boat, you better get some cat spots there. Oh. <laughs> we might well get some you guys, didn't cat spots. That's didn't all you tear we're going Didn't you throw a couple rods in the motor this weekend? I didn't throw nothing. Yeah, I know it was your boat.
3: <laughs> Rick Nation, this is not a comedy act. This is Rick Allen, two-time Lucas Oil Drag Boat Series champion in the hydro class, and now 2017 champion Mike McClark with a broken ass back. Now, you've had two gnarly accidents. B-A-B uh i that's right you sh- the, your first accident the only video that we see we see the boat start to flip mike DeClark, and then all of a sudden a tree gets in the way isn't that great
15: <laughs> yeah, that was probably the best one because you know the wife couldn't see that one and say you know what no more no 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 um yeah the first one was an open boat and it hurt tremendously crashing in the open boat was you know i crashed it to 200 miles an hour in the capsule boat in the capsule yeah I mean, yeah, I, I've got the wind knocked out of me, and to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you I broke my back or not. I mean, even, even right now, my back doesn't hurt. I don't bend very well, you know what I mean? I'm not real strong in that area right now, but it doesn't give me pain, aches, and pains. Um, when I broke my pelvis in the open boat, oh, I knew I was black and blue from head to toe. That water just beat me with no mercy. Um, this thing about water, as I was telling you guys before, is, is you know, on an asphalt track, these guys crash on the asphalt, you crash on a dirt bike and things like that. It, as long as you can slide and nothing grabs your extremities, you're fine. Yeah. But with water, even though you hit it and it's like concrete, it hurts because it's like concrete. Your leg will go in the water. And at 150 miles an hour, the sheer drag of trying to pull it back out is what breaks things and, and, and hurts you in an open boat. In um, the capsule boat, what happened was is the capsule came in backwards onto a flat spot and stopped the capsule immediately. So that's what broke my back. It was actually literally the, the slamming me down on my butt and, and breaking my back. Now,
3: Rick, you and I have talked before. We've seen, we've seen you really correct that boat in situations where you, you should have been laying flat somewhere in a hospital. Uh, what kind of conversations did you have with your wife after those times? I
14: of- promised. I made all kinds of things and swore I'd never do it again. And as soon as I felt it get out of shape, I would, you know,
3: anything to keep going. Uh, i lied (laughs) that's how he wrecked his he drove he he thought he could drive through the
14: hops of his boat no 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 he didn't no 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 i was i was next to run this was what was so hard for me at that when he wrecked i was next to go so i see this big splash and i knew it's the top end of the track i knew it's bad i would not go and even try to run until i had somebody run down there make sure he's still alive Mm. but no it was a mechanical failure on mics and um You know, I don't want to sound cocky or like, but I I have full confidence in, in number one, my team, Mm -hmm. that all my stuff's good, but things still happen. And it's not that I'm better. I've just had a lot, I've had a lot of laps and I've had some bad hops like you've seen and I figured out what to do and what not to do. And that's not saying I won't get wet at the first race next year, but I, I feel real confident in how to correct the boat.
15: Well, you you know, and there's one thing that they don't understand is me and Rick, when we came back in, we both started in 2015. And when me and Rick were running in 2015, we both got to watch Mike Fry get killed right in front of us. That changed us. And it changed us. Um, You know, at the beginning when you're driving, you think you can drive through a lot of things. You think, hey, look, I can do this. I can do that. You know, my partner who's over here in the corner listening to all this probably going, oh, God. Um, But long story short, he told uh, Mike Fry, hey, look, man, you keep driving a boat like that. You ain't long for this world.
3: And it was legitimate. But I've seen you drive. I've seen you. And I know yeah. StatMate has uh, a question. I've seen you tr- try and drive through those things before. Right. I, I know you're right. That, that that was a mechanical failure with the accident right. in San Angelo. But I've seen you where you should have let it, up. It, and,
15: and and let me, let me be clear. Um, and I've told this before. You know, the first half of the track, you know, that that is where the hydro is going to do something crazy and stupid. When you mat that gas, if it rolls over and takes a set and goes, you're good. The other thing is, is when you're in an alcohol hydro, it'll lift that left sponson up in the air. And what you're hoping is it'll set it back down and then you can start, you know, getting getting going. You're, you get some momentum moving. The boat's going in the right direction. But sometimes you've got to make that split second decision is, is hey, that left sponson's not coming down. Like in Rick's aspect today, you know, Rick, you know, he stayed in that thing on Friday, lifted the left sponson up and he was hoping it was going to come down. It wasn't coming mm-hmm. down. So in that aspect, yeah, we probably driven farther than we should. And, you know, sometimes, you know, as a driver, you say, okay, now it's out of shape. If I put it in second gear, it'll settle it down, and I can get down the track and at least go. But what we're talking about is the guys that are having these great big, you know, the hellacious accidents that are driving is you've got way too much rudder in the boat. In other words, when you're putting way too much rudder in the boat, you're trying to force the boat to go straight. They don't like that. They get pissed off. It blows the tail. Of course, it'll spin out and do stupid things. And the next thing is when you hop them. On the top end of the track, you don't want to take three hops. Three hops. If you ever listen to Kenny, you listen to the boys on Map TV. They're always talking
3: about mm-hmm. that third hop. That third
15: hop. That third hop is what gets you.
3: Statman, go ahead, bud. You were with Rick Allen and Mike DeClark, Clark, champion so, drag boat pilots. Mike,
5: Mike DeClark, I think it was you that was describing some insanity of crashing and pain, and what tells you to stop.
15: What tells you to stop? What drag boat racing, or what tells you to stop? Be a
2: little clearer.
5: What tells? On that. You this, when are you gonna? When is the pain gonna be so much, or the the when's it gonna be enough that you say I don't want any more of this, and you and you you know you got to stop.
15: Well, I got to ask you, what do you do? You were just talking a little bit about vices and having those people that you really don't want. People, I mean, wh- what are your vices? What do you do that you should stop that you don't?
5: Oh man, we don't want to go into that. <laughs> yeah, I know.
15: So let's just let, let me just tell you a little bit about me. No, um, no. We're sitting here. Yeah, I know. the story, story, story. Man. It's been 22 or 23 years since I've had to drink alcohol or anything. I found myself running <laughs> with the wrong side of the crowd when I was very, very young. I gotta have my adrenaline running somewhere or somehow. This is just my adrenaline and I got to tell you until you strap yourself in and you know what, Statman, I'll take stop you. It with
4: that music.
15: I'll take you with me and I'll put you in an open boat me and you will make a pass and you tell me how you, you feel. You haven't answered the question, Mike. I'm going to hold you to this. Yeah. What's that? When
14: does it tell he you, you to
4: stop?
15: I guess uh I don't know. I don't know that answer right now. <laughs> no. You
14: okay, don't. but
4: hold on. I want to expand no, neither on one of us it. Did. did you consider stopping after your big crash this year? And then what made you? I'm, I'm assuming sitting out is what made you decide. Yep, I'm back.
15: Okay, so in 2012, when I crashed, I took the whole year off. I took the entire year off. Said I'm not doing this anymore. You know what I mean? This isn't worth it. I don't want to get. And you know what? By the end of two, at the end of 13, I was chewing my arm off so bad I couldn't build a boat fast enough. So I, I can't explain it.
2: It's so when, Renlin, when,
5: it's a disease. It's a where did your ju- where did your juice come from that year you mm. set out? Where did my juice come from? Yeah, where that you said you got to have you got to it's your mm-hmm. attention. Yeah, that's kind of what um, I was
15: asking. It's kind, of, it's kind of asking you what what is your what is your passion?
5: Quit turning it around.
15: No, 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 no I'm I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to associate <laughs> I'm trying to associate something <laughs> with him that he'll understand. Oh, he's well, a racer too. Oh, he's a racer
5: too? Yeah. I mean I've got passions. I mean I've got I've got a lot of passions. But you know, one of them is a five foot eight brunette with gray eyes. But that's you know, at <laughs> yeah, some yeah, point... that's some point it's a passion
15: that <laughs> That's a whole different radio conversation <laughs> right now. Okay, he's you're stumped. gonna, I can't you know, right? Stumped. Yeah, I know somebody's got me short. short. <laughs> oh, man, no, you did you something man. I've never seen. Uh, done. You got me stuttered there right now. Wow, um, Statman, yeah. you ought to be
3: happy about that. Yeah, you
14: get a
15: prize.
3: but Statman, honey, Stat, I, love you. Stat honey Statman, I love you. a lot. Statman is a writer first, and he can, it, yeah. it, and he's very good at. At diving deep into a question like that because he's very curious. So that's why I'm saying don't turn it back on him. Okay. So can, can you even identify uh, yeah, I can. You know what I a five minute damn when answer? I, when I sit
15: there, <laughs> yeah, when I sit there and I sit on the line with all these guys and I'm talking trash to them and I'm sitting in the boat, you see me many times. I'm having the time of my life. And then I'm sitting there and I'm talking trash and it's going back and forth. And you know what a lot of people say? Hey, man, when you're talking trash like that and you lose, it hurts. I said, yeah, but when I win, it's so good. <laughs> Now, here's the deal, is I enjoy that fun. That's fun for me. That's adrenaline. That's excitement. And then I get into the boat, and I'm sitting there, and that motor fires up, and I can feel it purring. And I can feel it inside my veins. I can feel it in my heart. I can feel the motor kind of almost breathing through me. Oh, God. I hope- That's right. That's I hope right, baby. And, <laughs> then, and then when I hit that loud pedal, and she rolls over, and she starts Woo! Feeling- it feels like you're in hyperspace. Now, if anybody's like this and they've ever partaked in a little bit of too much fun, you know, in the go fast, you know, and you know the go fast pleasures. Where are you going with this? I don't know, so, man. I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm an adrenaline junkie and I love the hell out
5: of it. There you go. All Thank right. you. Bam! Yeah. What? There you can go.
3: The, Here's your first beer the of the drink. night. Go ahead, Stat.
5: Is that is that something that your wife looks at you and just shakes her head? Is she? Can she make you stop?
15: If my wife came to me and said, this is this is too much, we need to stop, I'd stop.
5: Oh,
9: that's cool. I like that. That's- I was but my, not expecting that answer. But
15: she my wouldn't wife do wouldn't do it. Mine wouldn't do it. I know that. Mm. But she, she looks at me and she knows. When she sits down there and sees me watching Rick making passes in a boat that I prepped and got ready to go, she looks at me and goes, it's killing you, huh? She wants me to be happy more than anything in the world. Now, like I said before, if it isn't this I'm racing, it's going to be something else.
3: Mike DeClark, Rick Allen, between the two of them, they have three Lucas Oil Drag Boat Series Top Alcohol Hydro Championships. You look at NASCAR Cup, you look at uh, drags on concrete. You've got sprint cars, uh, World of Outlaw cars. We all think we've all said that World of Outlaw cars and then maybe drag boats are two of the gnarliest uh, motorsports out there because the the Engine ratio to the weight of that car in a in a World of Outlaw car is nuts. Why don't you see any people coming to uh, from other series or maybe doing one-offs in drag boats? This is kind of a rhetorical question because it's just it's so nuts. It's so tough to conceive that you guys can do this. I mean, top fuel. They strike an engine. Everybody in the stands that's followed the series thinks, I just hope he makes it down there alive. I'm 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 not
4: telling you something we don't You're onto the cheating death conversation.
3: Yes. Oh yeah.
14: Yeah. I mean the fans think it. We fa- we know it as drivers. We're really not as stupid as we as we say we are. I mean a lot of these That's what we say we are. Yeah. As we I mean look? we well, we think we are. Yeah. But a lot of these guys are really smart people. They're engineers. Yeah. I mean we raced against a guy today that's an engineer, really. You know, architects, they're doctors.
2: hmm
14: You know, they're they're smart people. So For- why do they do I mean, yeah, you're talking fuel. You're running 270 miles an hour.
4: On water. On
14: water. You know, it's
4: nuts. That Mike DeClark just just basically explained that it's a lot different crashing on water than it is on asphalt. Asphalt's more forgiving than water.
14: Well, and, and the boats as a whole, a boat is just a finicky animal. I mean, I've done car racing. I've done motorcycle racing. I've even done some tractor pulling when I was really young. Bam. And there's nothing like the boat. There's no adrenaline like the boat. I even rode I've rode bulls. I tried that for a while. That didn't work out too well. <laughs> but there's nothing like these boats and that's why they're they're finicky. They're 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 hard to set up. They're hard to get going.
4: A boat, a drag boat is more finicky than a bull.
14: Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they're about the same predictability. Only difference is usually the boat doesn't try to chase you down and put you over the fence when you're done. When what? you do crash. God. You know? So
3: I don't know. <laughs> That man, I don't even think they could answer your question, man.
5: I don't think they know the answer to mm-hmm. it. Although no. I do, I do relate to, I had uh, Tanner Faust tell me once that when he first got into a rally cross car, I, he, he called it a, you know, a beast and an animal. And I said, do you feel like you need a um, a chair and a whip? And he said, no, no, no. The car's got the chair and the whip and I'm trying to fight <laughs> my way through it. It sounds like that's what you guys are facing in those boats.
14: Yeah, yeah, real close. I mean, you're we're along for the, you, you. You don't really drive them, man. You don't. You you point them, you aim them from an alcohol boat and a, a fuel boat. Both. You point, aim, and and hope it. It's your day to stay stay on top.
3: Not knocking your answer at all, the Clark. But I'm curious if you would have the same reaction if you're in my position and you have a almost four-year-old daughter and not two daughters that are graduating can 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 decide can make decisions on their own and they're they're young adults they're adults if you would make the same decision if you had a four-year-old daughter and that was it you know
15: it's it's that's a great question because you know i was sitting on the ramp today after rick went down and and i was sitting with uh sean o'bannon who's one of the partners in this and Sean's wife was with me, and Sean drove alcohol funny cars for a long time. The old Bannons have been very, very successful in alcohol racing. Mm-hmm. And me and Sean were talking. Sean's little girl's is how old is seven, seven. She's, yeah, she's,
3: she's seven. Henley with long hair. Yeah, yeah she really she's
15: is. A, yeah. She's a cutie, and, and the thing is, is he's not driving because mm-hmm. she's young. If my kids were oh. young like that, I probably would step back and hope to. Go ahead.
14: I'm, I'm going to interject here because when I, I'm talking about motorcycle racing, bull riding and that stuff, I, when my kids were little, I, I was running Pro Mod. This was in the late 90s. People don't, people think I just started like in 13 or so with the Lucas deal.
4: Pro Mod in cars or boats?
14: Pro, Pro Mod in, in boats. Okay. I, I, we worked our way to Pro Mod. I had some guys, Paul Wright, who's still with me today. We run Pro Mod and we was very successful. I stepped back when my kids were three, four, or five years old. Really? Yeah. And number one, I wanted to do something with them. That's why we started motocross racing. We could do that as a family.
3: So you want to break their leg instead of yours. (laughs) I
14: didn't
3: say. Well, now my son, you see where
14: he's
2: at. Holy smokes.
3: He smokes us both on a dirt bike now.
2: Take that, Daddy.
3: I didn't expect this to go the the full, what the hell was this, 40 minutes? But damn it, it did. This is it. And it flew, literally. It's over? It's over.
15: You mean I don't got more time on the mic? Jesus He's he's just getting
3: warmed up. (laughs) I'm reaching for the oxygen bottle, man. That thing you... <laughs> man, the Clark suck it on the. Thanks for doing this, fellas. No Always appreciate jamming a microphone in front of you.
15: We'll see you in, uh, what is it, our awards banquet's when? Vegas. 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 Vegas, Vegas, baby. Vegas. We'll do it again next week. Shoot the juice to the moose. Hey, man. make you sure you come see us in Vegas, baby. I can't Just wait say to you. Just say cut see. it loose, Statman. Say cut it loose.
5: Cut <laughs> it loose. He see still you. won't answer cut your question.